have seen dynamic shifts in societal attitudes toward female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child-free. We're here to unpack the complexities of this life choice and say the things that we can't say anywhere else. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of... Not just... Sleeping in! I'm Tiger. And I'm Lee. And each week we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. This week... Your best friends are having a baby. Now, whether it's a special brunch, a reveal party, a secretive Zoom call, um, they can't wait to share their happy news. Um, But it can be hard sometimes as a child-free person to wrestle with the continually mourning of friendships as they evolve uh, and fundamentally alter uh, those people uh, that you've grown really close to uh, in the moment and kind of months afterwards. Oof. Uh, And also, uh, spoiler warning, uh, this is one of those great ones where I think that Tiger and I have had very different experiences, so I'm I'm excited to dive into it. But first, um, how late did we sleep in this week, Tiger? I slept in until 8.30 this morning. You know, know, classic. Just fastball right across the plate. I am still not adjusting to the return to standard time. Sure. And I, my bed and I miss each other dearly. Yeah. I'm looking at a, I'm looking at like a nine thirty, like a like a strong nine thirty. But I think that there's, like, I feel like that that is, again, like this the thumb on the scales. But like when you have trouble like getting to sleep and it's like not till like three a.m. till you can finally quiet your brain down um, because of the like continually changing weird nightmare that we sometimes live in um that like it's still you know five six hours of sleep it's just a matter of like when you're able to pass out and quiet your brain down can i tell you about the epic nap i took though oh please do okay so it was a beautiful sunny afternoon and i have um west facing windows in my office and my work Mm -hmm. was all done during the day and i see my little cat curled up well, she was actually splayed out in the sunshine, and I was like, that looks great. I fell asleep on the floor next to my cat. We were just spooning each other in the sunshine, and I slept that way for a good 90 minutes <laughs> until the sun went down and I oh, got cold. Oh, wow. What, oh, what a delight. It was the best. What, an, what a perfect... 90 minutes is a good time, too. I like to... It's like 45's minimum hours pretty solid but like a 90 minutes is like like right on the edge of like one whole just like little bit of a rem like real quick little yeah in and out it felt so good and the sun just felt great and like it was like mm. my body just kind of naturally was like warm and relaxed and then when it wasn't anymore i woke up and fed the animals walked the dog it was great it was just like the perfect little i was a cat for 90 minutes amazing what a joy. <laughs> we wish that's our wish for you all, dear listeners, is that you can have one amazing nap like that this week, this fortnight, um, at some point. So I know that it's like we've had very different ex- experiences along this one, and it's a little bit more conceptual, you know, like we have lots to talk about, and some of this stuff gets very kind of specific because otherwise it all gets kind of lost in a big miasma. So I think the best way for me to kind of start zeroing in on on the phenomenon that I'm trying to kind of capture uh, 
in this talk with a story, right? Okay. So um, my partner and I had been together for a while. We had really good friends. Um, they were a couple, same age as us, um, mid-30s, but all the same likes. You know, these were your friends who, you know, we had like a Sunday night standing Game of Thrones night. You know what I mean? Like we had, it was the kind of people who, cinephiles, and you could very easily just on a Friday or a Saturday night with very little planning, just start a group text and say Indian food a movie at like 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Oh, nice. And by six and by 6.30, you're all full of curry and like sitting down to like a, an early, you know, film. What a dream. And then drinks afterwards. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, it didn't need like weeks of planning. Yeah. It was, they were very easy kind of social friends. And so we got it. They invited us to a New Year's brunch at one of our favorite restaurants. And it was just like, oh, you know what? That sounds lovely. Like what would be, we'll be just like maybe a skosh hungover in the morning, but like a nice mid morning. We'll get up, get some eggs and, and a mimosa something lovely and just have like a nice, not like big group. Cause you know, sometimes the holidays are big groups of people. It's just like our two very good friends. Um, and a little bit of quiet catch up time to like talk about our hopes and dreams for the year. And you know, they, they had kind of, we knew that they wanted kids at some point. Um, they weren't shy about that or vocally child free, but you know, we sit down, we have a lovely whatever, and then kind of at the end of it, they're like, guys, we have great news. We're moving, we're buying a house, and we're having a kid. Like, all in the same, like, Whoa. like six months. They're like, you know, we've waited the amount of time that you're supposed to wait to make sure everything's good. You're the first people we're telling. Oh, my God, isn't it great? Happy New Year. Whoa. Like, let's, uh, <laughs> what a great way to celebrate. And, you know, and we kind of, I looked at my partner and we were like, I, yeah, great, cool. And like, we're trying to force out and you and it felt very um, artificial. Sometimes you do that because you want to be nice. Sometimes you want to do it because it's not worth getting into. And, you know, we finished our brunch. Oh my God, we're so, oh my God, we're so happy for, yeah, okay. And then like, Valet pulls the car up and we're driving home and just the veil dropped and we just kind of looked at each other and we're like, fuck, <laughs> just fuck. Um, and part of it was, you know, and we'll talk about this. They were kind of some of the last holdouts in our friend group who hadn't already kind of gone through this and it felt heavy and it felt like in in part of our ways, it's like, it sounds really crass and selfish to be like, you guys really fucked up our new year's guys. Yeah. (laughs) You know, now I'm read the room. (laughs) I don't mean to sound so. Everybody really thinks that we want to be the first people to find out for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Gives you more time. I guess because maybe they're, I don't know. You know, and we'll, uh, I, (laughs) And I think also there's weird and, and, and we'll we'll get to this in a little bit, but I feel like for the later folks, they feel so much pressure from the other side of like, well, what took you so long? You know, like all the shit that we hate is child free people. 
they have to put up with of just like, well, I just want to take a couple more years. I want to be more financially stable. I want to do this when the timing's right. They're getting all that weird pressure from the other side. And so I think, I don't know, but it just, it felt like a breakup. It felt like, you know, you're on an anniversary and you guys shared a creme brulee and like, you think you're going back to the like hotel to bang in like a weirdly unexpected way. And they were just like, oh, well, that was a great dinner. Like, I think we should see take other a break. people. Or, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, because, like, see other people is not necessarily the worst thing in the no, world. No, no. I'm like, oh. but, like, yeah, I think we should. I think we're done. And you're just like, huh. And I think it was the first time. And, and this was even at a point where, like, I knew that I was not going to have children. But before I had ever kind of we had kind of codified the idea of like a child-free identity, you know, and it's, it's tough. And like, we've, it's happened. That was the first really noticeable one that I had in kind of the later waiting friend groups. And since then it's just been, you can kind of see them coming, you know, and there's your friends who are like getting married 35 plus like that's largely kind of the category that a a lot of these people find but not necessarily some people do this younger too and not only is they're getting married at that age but then there's this like again they feel behind we're behind we got to catch up and then like it's a month or two or three after the wedding and all of a sudden you're like hey are you guys available for like a zoom call like next tuesday and i'll look at my partner and i'll be like this is it this is the this is the talk. Yeah. And at least it, when you can see it, you can kind of pad yourself for it a little bit emotionally, or at least like put on your best kind of happy face. But it's weird. And it's the kind of thing that I've, it's developed in the last couple of years of my life more and more. And I've really wanted to kind of pick it apart because this stuff didn't, I didn't feel the weight of it earlier in my life, in my 20s. You know, it's not like these are the first people in my life to have kids, it's almost like the last people, you know what I mean? And I think that's part of it. But no, I I just kind of want to, because I'm I'm curious, uh, like, do other people experience this? Have they had that moment? Because I felt like my partner and I, we felt very alone and very sad in, in that car ride home. And we knew we shouldn't. But why not? Maybe. I guess but that's the thing. It's like, because it is morning a change in friendships. Like, yeah. I think that that's fair to call it what it is. You know, like, it does get harder as because their life is going to change in a way that is sort of irreparable and irreconcilable yeah. with the life that you have. You know, and sure. that, that closeness is going to be shattered, whether or not... And it's okay to acknowledge that. Like, it's okay to acknowledge that they got something that they wanted, but it comes at a cost. You know, it's a cost yeah. that they were happily happy to pay. It just sucks when you were that cost that they were happy to pay. Right. And I think it's it's like you're not asking them not to do it. It's not selfish, but it is important to acknowledge and to mourn that. Right. Because it, it there's a weird in the in the kind of established, agreed upon by who whomever social hierarchy of things like the 
the kind of forced alteration of our friendship, the, the like forced change in our friendship was like a cost that was always going to be paid because they were always going to have kids, right? Like they were always going to do this, right? You know, and so there's not a lot of, it, it, you're kind of put on your back foot as far as like raising objections to it. Yeah. And again, it's like, I don't think, I'm not asking people to, you know, drink the Kool-Aid or whatever and get on board. Um, But at the same time, you have to acknowledge that, like, we were filling holes in each other's lives emotionally and and intellectually. To tease tease out that dating metaphor a little bit more, it's like if you had a friends with benefits who then met the love of your life. Like, you knew the friends with benefits meant that this wasn't a relationship, but it's not going to suck any less when you don't get to have fun sex with someone you liked anymore. Right. You know, and it's like, I think that's very similar to the situation. You know, and sometimes fun sex just looks like random settlers with Catan over, over Thai food. No, exactly. Those, those (laughs) relations, those relationships are all important and valid. And it sucks to be reminded that it's not as important in the hierarchy of things. Right. And sometimes if you're lucky, it means fun sex. And then we can talk about kink and parroting later. But like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 So it's funny, Tiger, because, you know, I know that you and I both kind of come from similar backgrounds, um, kind of rural or suburban adjacent communities, you know, with like metropolitan areas nearby, not like the middle of nowhere. Um, And with like a heavy religious cultural bent. So, like, it's very common, almost expected at some point for some people that we knew, maybe high school, maybe college, maybe our siblings we've talked about, to, like, really do that classic sauce similar to our parents of, like, by 25, we're just jumping right in. Married, maybe the high school sweetheart, probably the college sweetheart, and we're just buying a house, shooting some kids out, boom. Yeah. I So, like, I don't... Well, and I think the difference between you and I yeah. and why my experience has been so different is you went to Bible college, whereas I went mm-hmm. to art school and had already kind of begun the divergence with my friends in Bible college. Mm-hmm. And as for me, it's it's just always been strange. Like I've either met people after they've kind of been in these relationships and been able to suss out. It's pretty easy to tell, like you said, when someone's going to have kids. And so I can adjust my emotional investment accordingly. I don't know. Yeah. Like, it, it's just always a little different. I'm also, because I am the bodily function friend who is usually, sure. like, very comfortable with our natural biology and, like, pretty reassuring. Uh, I'm a great pregnancy buddy. <laughs> sure. I, I've been the one people tell a lot. And it usually comes caveated with because they want to tell me about poop. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and I kind of like that. I kind of like that I get this like wonderful transition of, and, and I also really like babies. So I'm, sure. and we've talked about this, like I'm the one that's happy to show up and babysit and stuff. So there's kind of a tapering off of the friendship in a way that feels a little bit more organic. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's why my experience has always been a little bit different than what yeah. you're describing. But I think it's, I think it's still, like, I think it's really important to talk about this because I feel like your experience is more common than mine, perhaps. Yeah. 
and again, like I watched a lot of my friends get married really young. Um, the kind of folks that like people that literally got pregnant on their honeymoon because like I will fully believe that they were virgins beforehand yeah. and not just the like winky cultural virgin. No, I knew a lot exists. of people for whom sex with their part with their spouse was the first time. Yeah. And like pregnant on the honeymoon and just like immediate fast forward to like, just like just right down the chute into to parenthood. And weirdly, you know, a lot of times I also, as kind of the more open-minded, sex-positive person at Bible College, was the one that, you know, had to run to the adult bookstore to buy souvenirs for, you know, whoever's bachelor party. Um, you know, my my purview was like penis straws and realistic talk about pregnancy because, you know, a lot of these people, like the homeschooled masses or the people who whose parents signed the waiver for them not to go to health class. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy to deal that people, you know, that whole, like, we have to wait, we should wait to tell someone and why that's a thing. Like, people don't understand, there's so many misconceptions about miscarriages and all this other stuff. And so, yeah, very pro there. But I think it's weird. And and so for me, it was easy to equate my, like, just hard separation from that life script with like literally moving across the country and literally yeah. start, you know, starting this career. There's kind of some parallel ground there where we're both, both people are kinetic. You're establishing yourself in some sort of perception of adulthood, you know, and it's just like, Oh, that's their choice. That's our choice. And we're like, Oh yeah. Like everybody's moving. Yeah. Right? And so it sharing and sharing stories about adjustments and stuff. And it's like, there, there are weird parallels. Yeah. Yeah. And you, but you also, like, you're finding community, right? You're mm-hmm. finding people who, for whatever reason, are like you and are on similar paths. And again, I would love to, dear listeners, like, for those of you who maybe, like, didn't have, like, a big um, geographic shift in your life. Like, you didn't pack up the car and move to New Orleans or New York or Portland or Los Angeles. Like... Because I feel like your experience at home was probably much different than ours. I want to hear about, I would love to hear what that's like and how different those struggles were. Because, yeah, at some point, right, there's the, the, the weird kind of thinning of the herd, as it were. Yeah. Like, you're, you get into, you get settled, you're actually making money in a career it's not just like scarcity living necessarily hopefully you feel good you have a path you feel like you're on a path as opposed to just focusing on divesting from the life path and you find a bunch of people around you and I remember it's funny like the first people that I saw fall off of this were my friends from bible college I had a friend of mine who lovely dear friend who she went on to get her doctorate in medieval history like, um, had moved to Nashville at some point and like went to grad school, um, always was very disinterested in home life, you know, got a professor job at like an arts college in Michigan. And then all of a sudden at like 28 called me up and was just like, Oh, Hey, I'm getting married and we're going to have kids like right away. And now she has like four children (laughs) and like teaches part time. And I'm just like, it it really because we were like pinky swear pals from college of like we're gonna do what we want like we're gonna 
make our own destiny and only do of this what we want. And she's just like, I found like a long haired Norse boy from Michigan who makes my heart go pitter pat. And so now I'm just diving into like barefoot and pregnant with my degree in medieval history. And like, that's a valid choice, but it also, I felt the loss of it. You know, I was just like, shit, man. Like we were the, we were the team. Yeah. We were the ones that were going to like stick it out. And at that point, you know, I'm like 28 and just dumped, you know, or had been dumped by like another girlfriend in a not wonderful situation. And you're just like, what the hell? You know, but you still have that group of friends around you who are all like, woohoo, we're fucking punk rock, staying out, going to bars and getting drunk at Ren Fair. Like we're still doing it. And it feels like you're creating a tribe of people that are on that path with you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think because I've always been the boring friend. <laughs> it's just sure. been such a different experience. Like, I I mean, I literally left the city so that I could just, like, go live alone on a farm. Yeah. That's the goal. You know, I met my partner, and it was like, oh, great, someone to hermit with me so I don't feel quite <laughs> as weird. And I think that's what's so – like, that's just been the difference for me. Like, I think I'm the one that maybe has – been more keen on letting people go and it's not because of the kids and so it's just and I also I'm so cynical I just assume most people are lying that say like not to bingo people you know not to say like you'll change your mind but it's like this is gonna sound super judgy and I'm gonna say this because it's that's what this is for I'm tiger here right no one knows But you can always tell when someone gets married and how they approach the wedding and things like last name changes and weird, stupid traditions, whether or not you're going to lose that friend. And for me, that's just been the kind of thing. It's like, I know you're not, you're not actually as different as you claim to be. And you're going to be pooping out a kid in like one to five years. And so that's, for me, it's like, I'm so cynic and I feel so bad because, but it's just easy for me to be like, oh, you're not the person I thought you were. Okay. And and just kind of move on. Now, like single girlfriends, I'm a lot more invested in. <laughs> and it's sure. weird because I know I'm that married bitch. But I also know that, like, unless you, like, I talk about my husband a lot because he's my best friend and, like, the most important person in my life, you know? But, like, right. if you, like, on paper, we don't look married at all. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and it's not for any particular reason. It's just like, we just wanted to make sure because we're both like reckless people who do outdoor things that we could make appropriate medical decisions for one another. Right. And I think that's fair and that's a way to do it. (laughs) Right. But I'm so like deeply cynical of how people approach relationships and stuff that like so many of my friends have become single women or single female presenting people Mm -hmm. or single non-binary people because it's just easy it's like a lot easier (laughs) right you know it's it's very odd and and i appreciate and part of the reason we're here is like i appreciate that we put a word to it that we designated ourselves as as like a child-free community just to be like is there a name for people in their mid forties 
dancing at a goth club with a bunch of 20 year olds at four in the morning like is there a word for like is there a fucking goal you know and like is what that because <laughs> <laughs> that's always kind of seen as sad right like there's a whole you know there's those all those dumb ideas of like it's a it's a sad existence or it's a lacking existence but it's funny because like again with the thinning of the herd you end up with this this weird it's almost like a deadpool right it's it's who's around yes. it becomes more about like who picks up the phone at four o'clock on a tuesday when you're just like i'm gonna head to little tokyo and get a karaoke room in the next hour and anyone that can join us you know we're gonna have a pretty good time now yeah of course we're not we're, we're a lot of this is outside of the covid context because honestly like Let's take a break from it for a minute and just talk about life. Um, but you know, it's a it's the island of misfit toys, right? It's your gay friends, your single friends, the the one child free couple. Even in a group of people with no children, the one child free couple or the one child free person, you know, and the the couples who are waiting or haven't decided or whoever, and that's not the same fundamentally as a group of people it's a group of people without children but not necessarily a child-free group yes you know yeah that's but like you can spend a a lot of time in that tribe you can spend like a lot of time in that group developing patterns because you're living the same life you're on a similar life you're similar enough 70 80 percent life path you know that it vibes you know and you know, it's like it's like it's like an online dating profile. Like, well, you're Episcopalian, but I think we can make this work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's enough commonality there that you form a really close social group, and then at some point, there's this just this goddamn brunch that happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like I I don't. If my friends are single because they want to be single, I want them to be happy and whatever that means. If they want to partner up, I want them to find partners, whatever that looks like. Um, like, I don't, but it's like, I just, a little bit of a surety in the long-term investment in some of these people to be what it is. Not what it's going to be, but like, this is what it is right now without this car crash coming. You know, it's like some bad YA novel where like two high schoolers fall in love and one of them has like pancreatic cancer. You know what I mean? Like not to get too overly dramatic about it, but it's like, you know, that's going to change in a pretty big way at an undetermined amount of time. I have have a question though. Like, yeah, I have, do you, cause I know we have like kind of different feelings about, like hanging out with kids and stuff a lot of times do you still try to see those like how what happens once the kid is born or like once the pregnancy happens and stuff like is is the relationship changing organically and i'm not this isn't like a blame i hope you don't i hope this doesn't come across as like no this is your fault but it's just like how does how does the relationship change and like do you think it's like still possible to have really close friendships with people and have like to can you weather that change i guess is what oh I'm yeah i mean say. we are the you know ceremonial godparents 
of that couple from the story. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Like we're I think I just want to clarify that for listeners more than anything. Of course. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, if anything, they've said like, oh, we really can't wait till the pandemic's over and you can spend more time with our kid and buy them the presents and teach them to be weird little pansexual anarchists. I don't know, like whatever we can to talk about monsters, you know, like we're still friends. We're still good friends, you know? And if anything, this ties into some of our other conversations, you know, one of our closest groups of people that's really taken care of each other is a pod with those people you know, a digital pod, not like, let's get our terms correct, but like another kind of on the like fence, child-free couple, like a, a mid thirties couple without children who are contemplating being child-free and this couple and their kid. And of course we all meet up at parent time, you know, we're there at eight 30. Uh, we've done a bunch of online escape rooms and brunches, you know, and in that digital context where the kids taken a nap, it feels like old times, you know, it feels like the way things were. And it's just like, it's just wrestling with the idea that a brunch is either going to be like dealing with a kid throwing hash browns at you in the morning or, and not having like as deep of an intellectual conversation as you want to have with those people or like them fretting about a sitter, you know, them fretting about getting home and that fancy free, like I'm going to call you at four on a Saturday is definitely gone. Do we add an extra hour to this karaoke room and let the good times roll because we're feeling it or, you know, is that going to cost you another, you know, 50 bucks of childcare, you know, everything's got to be planned. Everything's comes with a million caveats, you know, even in the middle of these, um, hangouts or whatever, you see the like early parent nodding off, you know, that like could easily be also just giant asterisks to this, the, child-free work's been really hard nodding off. Like, let's, that is not the providence solely of the young parent. Yeah. Like, I've never been more tired in my life, you know? It's just, but, like, whatever. My sister is the queen of ending our, we play in a game night group with a bunch of people who are parents, except for her and I and one other couple. My sister is the queen of, like, let's end this shit early. (laughs) Because I'm tired. (laughs) And the other, so here's another kind of part of this that comes up is it's a pot of people that have been created because of a commonality, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this weird thing that happens where all of a sudden, and I get it because I would rather be with the people without kids, but like there's the allure in the pool of the, like, young parents group. You yes. know what I mean? Like, I was I was out at, uh, you know, I think it was just, like, almost like a birthday lunch that a couple friends had treated me to. It was a surprise. We were at the very same restaurant, weirdly. Um, different people, but the very same restaurant. Um, 
and we were having a nice brunch. You know, they had gotten a sitter or whatever. And a couple tables away from us, um, unexpectedly, a huge group of our former, like, big friend group, all the mothers, the young mothers showed up. And this was, like, a group of, like, ten of our friends who, like, a decade before were in, like, a weird punk rock art collective together, staying up all night at warehouse parties, you know, doing illicit drugs together. Now we're all in our 30s. I wasn't. I was straight edge as fuck. But anyway, uh, live your goddamn truth. I'm not going to judge you. Now here we are in our 30s. They invite me out to a nice brunch. You know, my partner was working. We're there, and all of a sudden, here comes this, like, gaggle of, like, young moms on a day out, like, and the look on my friend's face. She was mortified. Like, and you could just, like, we fought it out. We had, like, a nice time. I don't know why brunch is at the center of all this, but it weirdly just is. Uh, And, but you could see the look on her face of, like, not being invited, not being included. Like, wanting to get out and polish her mom badge and hold it up. That like, and it was rough. You know what I mean? And they were taking me out for my birthday. And I was just like, can't we just do this without the bullshit? Yeah. And no. And it's like, you know, mommy hangouts and, and you know, daddy day at the whatever. And it, and they, and it's, and it's a wanting and a desire to, particularly if you're late to the game, like just dive into that culture and yeah. be accepted and post obnoxious social media comments about, you know, how your kid's a little asshole that hopefully they won't see in 10 years. I mean, oh, geez, Jesus that's a whole Christ, other episode. But, yeah, I, yeah. But, but like, and you're just like, it's hard not, it's like, you're going to leave me, right? Like I'm, I'm fine with us being whatever, but you're, you're going to, between it's not even just the attention to the child because that's part part and parcel of wanting to be a parent yeah but it's like you're also going to embrace this like oh my god i've never wanted to wear cargo shorts and salt life t-shirts more in my life and complain about how the the cost of a two-bed a hotel room at myrtle beach has gone up 10 percent since last year you know what i mean it's like it's the desire to like really dive deep into parental culture yeah that also just doesn't vibe you know like it just doesn't okay so like yeah i'll come over and like sing some lullabies to the kid you know i'll come i'll go to your house you know try not to say fuck a whole bunch you know people are different about that but like it's 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 fundamental more yeah. than just the inclusion of a third person in your relationship. It's like, it's, it's uh, culturally ground shifting, yeah. you know? They take on. And that's the, yeah. that's the part that hurts. Like, that's the part that feels weird. It's not just losing you. I'm losing this version of you. Yeah. You know? So it's like when we do hang out again, you're talking about things that are not at all what we bonded over and not at all the person that you used to be. Yeah. And like... You know, at some point we're like, God damn it. I don't want to be, I don't just want to be the one child free couple yeah. at this picnic. Yeah. You know, like I just don't like, but I want you in my life. 
I want this relationship in my life. I don't want to be forced to choose with like tossing out a 10 year friendship, you know, but it's not going to check my boxes. It's not going to check your boxes. It's going to become a fundamentally new and a fundamentally different thing, you know? And like, what do you do? And that sucks. And it, and, and so when you're like throwing confetti at my face at a gender reveal party, you know, it's just like, uh, great. Good for you. Um, have some subversive feminist, uh, children's literature that I found online. (laughs) You know, I don't know what you want from me. That's always the nuttiest part is how quickly it begins too, with all the weird trappings, the stupid, stupid, like we're trying to have a cool, like inclusive baby shower. So it's cool because it's couples and it's like, it's still freaking baby shower. Like stop. It's it's like, just, can you just drop the charade early? So I know what I'm dealing with. (laughs) I will not be eating a melted baby Ruth out of a diaper. You fucking monsters. I do not want to take no. part in your bullshit games. Um, I drank a beer out of a bottle once and like never again. Yeah. And again, there's this cultural, cause like there's a, there's a weight there in that environs to not to go along. Right. Cause everyone knows like if, if, if you're out about your desire to not have kids, but you're trying not to seem like a fucking monster who has to go live under a bridge by themselves You'll go along with it, but at some point you want to be like, "Wow, this is real dumb." Yeah, and I because I feel like because that's the thing is I I have heard the way that they talk about people who aren't parents who don't want to be roped into kid things, and it's like, sure. well, I don't want to be that person. I'm cool, and it's like actually I'm really not cool. Like I don't, I like hanging out. Like once the kids out, that's fine. Like let's go to the park. I'll bring my dog. It's fine. Like I value our friendship, but like I'm not right gonna pretend that this is okay (laughs) like i'm not gonna pretend that this life script that you're following is you because it's not like it's cultural conditioning and i hate that you're not acknowledging it right (laughs) and i feel like we also end up being like the the gender is a construct crowd too you know what i mean yeah that's the thing it's like i don't want to see your gendered baby toys I think it's weird that you're having a first birthday party with your child. Like, just have gatherings like you used to and tell people they can bring their kids. Like, stop. Right. Stop. I don't, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to buy a gift for a one-year-old, but I don't want to look like an asshole who doesn't. And the funny thing, again, because it's, it's an embrace of kind of a majority popular life script is this weird pressure that shows back up, particularly to people who aren't like I am. And again, it's it's some of the armor. It's some of the nice comfort of saying like, I am child free. I have made this decision and it is codified and you can kind of lean into that a little bit. But it all of a sudden, it turns into this weird... Even with just the announcement, the ex- we're having a baby, depending on if you're really close friends, it's like, well, do you guys want to have... Are you sure you're not going... Like, all of a sudden, all that shit comes up. Yeah, even if you've had conversations, even if you've said, this is the choice I'm making for my life, there's all of a sudden, because of the like, oh no, I'm going to lose you, 
all of a sudden there's that pressure shows up again and that expectation shows up again. And yeah. the like, even if it's an innocent question with the heaviest of air quotes, like, because they're acknowledging in some ways too, that the relationship's going to change in a fundamental way. Yeah. And like, that sucks. It, <laughs> like, it really sucks. <laughs> now that like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's weird because, yeah, when they get sucked into parent culture and stuff, it's just really strange. And you're right. That shit does come up again, though. Like, well, why won't you guys do this? And it's like, we don't want to. We really don't want to. And yeah. yeah. I, my, hus- and it- my husband has found a solution of just pulling up his vasectomy video and being like, do you want to see this? <laughs> if it's someone he already Amazing. knows. Like, if it's someone who he knows is asking yeah. this dumbass question, he'll just be like, do you want to see it? Like. <laughs> yeah the medically not possible line is always very good just to like really oh, it makes people I appreciate, so i appreciate sad. him i appreciate him so dearly for that yeah. it's because he's, again like we want he's also we created wanna, such a rift in certain friend groups because he won't show up for kid events he's just like i'm right. not interested and so i'll go alone and yeah it's like what i mean I guess he's the monster, but you're the one that is, you know, participating every event in a bunch is of capital. Kid event. Yeah, every event's yeah. kid event. Every event is like geared toward like buying for the baby, and yeah. also gender is a construct. You fucks, like <laughs> right, and you know, and there's a pre disappointment there of like it still stings. It still hurts when I see the, you know, I wake up after a lovely morning of sleeping in on a Saturday at like 11 a.m. and see the Instagram pictures of someone's two-year-old's birthday party. That at that point, they just didn't invite us. And it's just, it, because there's a really fucked up, like, oh, because you're in that club now and not this club. Yeah, because it's though, like that party was not for the two-year-old. They're not going to remember. They don't give a shit. This was an excuse right. to hang out with your friends and we didn't get an invite. Right. And like if you were very genuine in your concerns about preserving the friendship, then like we should get that invite. And if us like, if us, you know, coming in drowsy-eyed because we slept in, and you were up at 5.30 in the morning, if that pisses you off in your heart, then, like, we need to have an honest conversation about that as friends and as adults and not just lean into a bunch of weird stereotypes. Yeah. You know? And I, I, I like, I, as much as, like, we shouldn't, we should try to do away with hard stereotypes to be universally, I'm ready to reframe some child-free stereotypes. I'm ready to not be a crazy cat person or a creepy uncle. I'm ready to have enough of a community around us where we can, God bless that there be enough of a a, a quorum of us that we can develop some brand new fucking stereotypes. Yeah. Like as much as I joke about wanting to be a hermetic witch in the woods, I also really value every time I do meet someone who is vocal about not wanting or not having children because you know weird moonlight rituals are way more fun when you can complete the circle sure you know and you can (laughs) have a little bit of that assurance in the investment in a friendship 
that that you know in the in the middle of your adulthood you know it's nice to be able to really codify and cement some lifelong friendships in a way that you know isn't going to change yeah so you can kind of not have to because as as fun as that idea of being the four year old forty year old couple at the goth club with a bunch of twenty five year olds as as fun as that is it, it you, I, you want to know that you're not just recycling um it's way better when it's a group of forty year olds who clearly love each other living their best lives together right, and we can have and commit and invest long term in each other's lives because we know that we're on a similar life path, that we're on a similar, you know, and we said in kind of our child-free queers, like there is beautiful examples of those friendships in some of the gay community. Yes. You know, and I don't know. I I want to be able to, to, to know. And it's funny, I have some, some like real fencer friends, you know, that I'm just like, you're so close, just... Just put up. Just join us. Someone go get snipped and I can exhale <laughs> that there's not some fucking brunch coming where you're going to break my goddamn heart. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that is that it? I think so. Um, so, okay. Obviously, this right. was a new experience for me to kind of hear and talk about this, but I really get it. That being said, yeah. I know Lee is not the only one that has experienced this. So I want you guys to reach out to us on social media. We're at Not Just Sleeping In on all relevant social networks, Facebook, Twitter, yeah. and uh, Instagram. And you can also always email us questions at notjustsleepingin.com. We're very excited to uh, get your your fan, not fan mail. We're, we're, a, we're a coalition. We're a goddamn underground militia. Um uh, to get your thoughts and your feelings and to start spending the lack, the back end of these podcasts kind of dissecting some of them and, and kind of reopening some of these things that we've talked about before. Um, yes. Let's be that community for each other. Let's um, share and comfort and reinforce that you're not weird. You're not alone. Let's be uh, 40 and take over goth clubs all around the world. I'm ready for the, look, the aging goth club in your town uh, needs you to dress as extravagantly as possible and to dance as long as your failing knees can allow. <laughs> Until next week, I'm Tiger. And I'm Lee. Spread love. Live your damn truth. And of course... Have fun sleeping in. Bye.